Good afternoon. It is noontime. You are listening to Radio A1A.com, and this is the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys. I'm Mark Mills. And I'm Michael Marinelli, high yeah. on painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we were trying to do a serious show today, didn't we? Yeah. Okay, never mind. We do have a great topic for you today, and I know I sound a little bit like Doug and Bob with that one, yeah. but uh, the mosquitoes. Uh, we've had heavy rains yeah. here in the Keys. Uh, for about the last 10 days and that means you know the the mosquitoes are about the size of robins right now so uh, and they're fairly bloodthirsty Uh, Barry Ray is a local realtor and we will talk to Barry in just a minute Uh, he is also an activist and uh, and he will be taking the side of well shall we say let's go the natural way as opposed to uh, mutating uh, the stock that's already there with science. That's definitely one alternative. Okay, cool. All right, we'll get uh, more of that in a moment. Thanking our sponsors, first of all, Sunshine Title, Jenny and the crew up there, no surprise closings. God bless you folks. We yeah. really appreciate them. Uh, Center State Bank, Betty and Lisa, uh, thank you for all of the lending that you do in the Keys and putting people in homes and businesses. Uh, they are just uh, the greatest. Uh, we can't complain about them at all. And if they would, they'd kick our butts. So uh, Prime Lending, uh, Bob Klein, a good fellow with a good product, and he takes good care of his folks. And Keys Insurance, boy, I tell you, you know, they've been around forever, and there's a good reason for it. They're good at what they do. They cover the keys. So uh, with that said, moving right along. Um, when I was in California uh, uh, almost three decades ago, the Medfly was uh, a disaster. Yeah, uh, you know, and you were there about yeah, the same time. Yeah, same, same time. It was a major, yeah. major issue that yeah. we had problems. Yeah, then. messing up, uh, you know, uh, indigent crops, and and uh, you know, I mean, uh, just uh, raising hell with the citrus industry. And I guess uh, I can't believe you. No, I, th- I, th- I did. I thought I turned. <laughs> Marinelli made the first reach, man, so he's yeah. guilty. Well, I just, he's I know my, guilty. You know? It's like a baby's, you know, you hear your baby cry. Yeah, you know. Like, uh, you know. Okay. Uh, but, I, I mean, was at two bars. They so. um, basically uh, tried uh, every way possible to eliminate the medfly and created a bigger mess than they started out yep. with. Um, Barry, you know, you're coming down on the side that you don't think we should be messing with the genetics of mosquitoes. Uh, and you know, I mean, take it from there if you would. I, I, I think you need to understand the the whole paradigm. First Absolutely, off, please. F- first off, let's start with just what is going on. We'll, you know, we'll talk a little bit about mosquitoes, what right. the threats are. These are very real threats. Sure. But let's talk about the history and, and where we're at with OxyTech because a lot of people don't even know really what's happening, what's right. being proposed. Right. And we ran a referendum in 2016, and I'm going to tell you that most of the county was really unaware of the details because if they were, they probably would have voted against the mosquito just like Key Haven did, the target neighborhood. They had had years to become educated on it, and it was about a three-to-one margin against. Okay. So genetically modified mosquitoes are a great attempt to try and help eradicate pest. And And the basic element is to uh, essentially make the, the male mosquito uh, not able to impregnate the female mosquito. Correct? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. And you're familiar with a lot of these techniques. We just had the uh, screw worm down right. in, in right. uh, Big Pine Key, and they used issue. a different, what, uh, what we call sterile insect technique, which right. is based on irradiation, where, okay, they're completely sterile. They can't you know, produce any offspring. Right. 
it worked very effectively. And that is a very well-accepted sterile insect technique. Okay. And it is very benign. Most people believe there's no harm with it or anything. So, and it, in Science fact, has shown there hasn't been so well, far. Well, look, it was used in a national uh, sanctuary and in an endangered species environment. So I'm going to tell you very clearly, right off the bat, genetically modified mosquitoes will probably never be allowed to be used with an endangered species okay. because there are risks associated with it. The other technique I'm going to talk about a little bit later that's I believe is a much safer technique that's available now is using a bacteria called Wolbachia. And when right. you infect males and release only males and they mate with females that don't have that strain of Wolbachia, 100% effective, no offspring. So very similar wow. to sterile insect technique, and that particular bacteria can't survive in your body because your body temperature is too hot. So it's, oh, cool. it's, it's pretty right. much okay. harmless. So that, that was my concern. Yeah, is, you right. know, when when yeah. you're introducing this foreign body, can that be communicated? And if it is communicated, how? What are our defenses? Well, the answer is no. Okay. All right. But we will talk <laughs> about we will talk about some other bacterial risks sure. that are associated with genetically modified mosquitoes. Sure. Right. Go for it. So let's go back to what, how the genetically modified mosquito works. What they do is they gene splice. They take out sure. one particular passage of gene and insert two others. One of those are based on coral, and it simply is there to create fluorescence. So they can use a black light and identify which mosquitoes had the modification, which ones didn't. Okay. Uh, now, these are all ideals. Second one is they have a lethal gene. That lethal gene makes the mosquito dependent upon tetracycline. Without access to tetracycline, wow. the mosquito dies within a matter of days, ideally, and also uh, it can't create any offspring. And tetracycline ideally. is a commonly used antibiotic, it, right? it is the most common biotic antibiotic in the world. Okay. All right, and it's used in a lot of other capacities. It's used on farms, and, sure. there, and therein lies you know, some of the problems because it really ends up being a question of misuse, not use. Uh, one of the things that the father of antibiotics, I can't, I can't remember his name, unfortunately Dr. Jack Norris isn't with me today, yeah. and, uh, but basically he came out and you know, said, look, the biggest risk we have with antibiotics is the fact that people will use them improperly. They won't, well, it's overuse. They yeah. won't make yeah. them potent enough right. when they use them, and because of that, it will create antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Sure. Right. So let me finish with the whole uh, insertion process. Yeah. So we have you know, this lethal gene being inserted. The uh, mosquitoes are now dependent upon bacteria, or, uh, tetracycline. So in the rearing process, they have trays of tetracycline water, they have a lab, they have all this stuff, and then uh, ideally this is all pure, and the mosquitoes come out with no bacteria on them which makes no sense whatsoever because, <laughs> you know, the bac bacteria is in the water. Right. And when you see the lab conditions, and we have pictures uh, from the Cayman, from their operations, mm -hmm. real live operations, no gloves on, walking around in water that spilled right. on the floor, there's mud everywhere. Well, I, you know, look, there's bacteria. In One step shoes. up, two steps back. Exactly. And so there is a huge concern that this could promote antibiotic-resistant bacteria. The problem therein lies that OxyTech has been an impedance. Every time we say, look, we just want to prove it's safe. And this is what we said since day one. They introduced this idea to the Keys in 2011 after a group of people discovered they were planning on releasing without notifying us. Thank you, Michael Doyle and a few others, like Mr. Goodman, that were Easy. still Easy. leading the group. Uh, well, no, the well, point I is understand. you have I... to point out who was the proponent of I... this, and it was Michael Doyle. Yeah. 
So what ended up happening was that didn't go through, and they decided we better have a public meeting and tell people about this. And they did that in 2011. We went with an open mind. We were thrilled. Oh, what a great technique. We left with more questions than answers. All right, and that's the 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 first part. Is that of the not problem. the nature of some science, though? It should be. Yeah, okay. it actually should be. But yeah. you do expect clear answers, and when you feel like you didn't quite get a clear answer, you and feel cheated. Exactly. Sure. Well, you feel uncertain. Right. You feel like, do I trust that person? Right. Well, the city of Key West decided they didn't quite trust all the answers they were getting from Oxitec, and they had plenty of time to study it. And they said, look, we're going to pass a resolution, a resolution of no confidence in you to deploy this here. Now, they couldn't obstruct it. They don't have the right. But they said, we don't have any confidence in you. We want you to show, you, show us who's your regulatory authority, what's your criteria for success or failure, and what are your protocols for releasing it? Which way the wind blows, how close to the elementary school or hospital can you be? All these things, right? Mm -hmm. right. They picked the test up and they moved it to the county. <laughs> so another red flag. All right. Okay. Now, let's go over what actually really happens. All right. We release only males. Right now, we just had a series of emails released out of the Cayman. All right, very revealing. This is from the chief scientist on this project in the Cayman. All right, they started out, they noted that it, about halfway through the uh, trial releases, which has been going on 2016 and 17, and they originally released in the Cayman back in 2009 and 10, by the way, without notifying the public before they did it. All right, you see a pattern here? Mm. Okay, secondly... Now they've got this release going on, and they contend in their application with the EPA, it's one in 4,300 that you're going to release that are female. Problematic enough when you start talking about the volumes, but we'll talk about that in a second. The actual number that the Cayman uh, MCRU recorded was 1% to 3%. That's a huge number. Literally, we're talking about releasing potentially billions of mosquitoes in the Keys, just Correct. so you understand. So the numbers, the magnitude is extremely important. And what you find is people tend to throw out statistics and don't give you what the real baseline is. Right. It's the magnitude issue. It means something. So here we have them releasing 1% to 3%. Chief scientist goes, this is crazy. How come you're releasing so many females? They improved it. Now it's 1 in 1,000. But remember, the application they put in with the EPA? One in 4,300. So what's the real truth? All right? right. We continuously chase the truth with OxyTech. Okay. All right? And I and would be happy to contention. have him. I'd be happy to have Derek Nemo here live with me. I've had him several times, and uh, I'll challenge him on all these things. Okay. So they don't release only males. They release a huge percentage of females. The Wabakia technique I was telling you about is one in 250,000 to put it in comparison. Okay. Now, can I ask you, because mm -hmm. I'm not educated on this and maybe some of our listeners, who bites? Is it just the female? Just the female. Just the female yeah. bites. So that's right. your concern is when you're, they're, they're adding all these extra females is that you're adding potentially biting Bugs. Yes, and a bite that has never been clinically tested in the 12 years that they've had this mosquito that they created, they have refused well, to clinically test the bites. to that mosquito. Right. Right. So okay. we want the bite clinically tested. We've right. asked them for years to just do that, you know. Right. Never have ran a clinical test on the bite. They swear, oh, there can be no DNA impression in the saliva. Um, okay, whatever. We found out within the past two weeks that four amino acid chains in their modification match four known human right. allergens. L let me ask, where did you find that out? It's on, uh, boy, I'll, I'll have to send you the site because it was one of our, uh, 
one of our very uh, scientific people out of GMO Free Florida that just sent it to me last week. Okay. And he ran the test on it and goes, look, there's four amino acid chains that match up. And it's a national, it's a national database on human allergens. So he put the, the, you put in the amino acid chain and it comes back with any known allergens that represent that amino acid chain. So they discovered four amino acid chains, Eastern, uh, honeybee, right. potato, um, let's see, castor beans, and uh, white birch. So they're finding uh, junk in the saliva of the mosquito. That wasn't in the saliva. That is the actual DNA change. Right. Oxytec will tell you that none of the DNA can be impressed in the saliva. Okay. But, of course, we've never tested the bite. So, again, we, we end up in this circular argument with Oxytec, and we simply want to prove it's safe. That, okay. that is all we care about. If it works, fine. If you prove it's safe, then we'll be okay with your release. They ask us this. They, they, they sent their uh, head of business development over to meet with myself and Ed Rosso years ago, back in 2015. Right. And they said, what will it take to get you guys to support us? <laughs> Simple. <laughs> prove it's safe. The way we think you do that, at the time, the FDA Well, yeah, and I was just going to ask you that, no, let me, uh, but I'm going to stop you here because okay. we do need right. to pay bills. But uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, know. you know I know Michael's probably got a complex by now. He, says, oh, he shuts me up, man. We got to pay commercials. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we do need to take a break. We're about uh, 13 minutes after the hour. You were listening to Florida Keys Real Estate Guys on Radio A1A. Barry Ray is our our guest. We are talking about bugs, mosquitoes, preferably. So we'll be right back. Stay with us. Hello, this is Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate, and I'd like to be your Florida Keys Realtor. My motto is service, plain and simple. And whether you're buying or selling property here in the fabulous Florida Keys, let me help you navigate the complex seas of real estate transactions to achieve your goals. Be it a traditional sale, short sale, a foreclosure, residential, or commercial, put my nearly 20 years of experience, expertise, and success to work for you. Please call 305-439-7730 or visit my award-winning Florida Keys Real Estate and Lifestyle blog at therealestate.com. I look forward to working with you soon. It's hurricane season again. Before a storm hits, take a few minutes to review your insurance policies with a Keys Insurance agent. Keys Insurance is much more than just property and casualty. Keys Insurance covers commercial and business insurance, all lines of liability, workers' comp, employees' health and payroll. Keys Insurance works every day to keep their promise to cover you. Log on to keysinsurance.com or call 305-453-1445 to speak with a Keys Insurance agent. Hi, this is Robert from Prime Lending, a proud supporter of the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys on Radio A1A. Deciding if I should go fishing today or go to work? (laughs) That's always been a tough decision for me. But deciding who to call to get the right home loan is easy. I've been working with Bob Klein and his team at Prime Lending for years, and Bob has been able to get all of my clients approved for loans. Prime Lending has ranked as a top 10 purchase lender nationally every year since 2012. With over 300 offices, it originates loans in all 50 states, offering fixed and adjustable rate loans, jumbo loans, FHA, VA loans, and renovation loans. Uh, Whether you're purchasing your dream home, vacation home here in the Keys maybe, or an investment property, Bob is the one to call because Bob has over 30 years of banking experience. I feel very comfortable 
that my clients will end up with what works best for them. Or maybe you need a little cash to help pay off those credit cards. Well, Bob is the man to call to help you refinance your current mortgage and get you the needed cash. So whether you're looking to buy a beach house or you prefer a beachfront condo offering a maintenance-free lifestyle, Bob is your man. Now's the time to call Bob. Dial 561-866-5566. That's 561-866-5566. It's his cell phone, by the way, so you're going to talk to him directly. All loans are subject to credit approval. Prime Lending, MNLS 13649, Equal Housing Lender. Prime Lending is a wholly owned subsidiary of Plains Capital Bank. This is Radio A1A, music for the road to paradise. Yeah. Welcome back to the show, folks. Florida Keys Real Estate Guys. SWAT. We are talking. Yeah, somebody yeah. needed in there. You know, we are talking about mosquitoes here today, and uh, we've got uh, the the good luck of having uh, Barry Ray on with us. And Barry, you've mentioned a couple of times already. We are doing this. Who is we? We. Uh, I am the executive director of the Florida Keys Environmental Coalition. We've pretty much been the coalition umbrella to bring a team of of different groups together. Right. And so we don't, you know, do this all ourselves. We have uh, Dr. Jack Norris heads up our right. antibiotic resistance program. We have uh, Gene Watch UK, Friends of Earth, Food and Water Watch. Well, you guys uh, got started back yeah, in the oil Center spill, for Food didn't and Safety you, way back when. We did, we yeah. did. Uh, when that happened, I happened to be probably the loudest and most <laughs> persistent person in the Keys. Front of the line. Yeah. yeah, I know a little bit about that. And <clears throat> I got drawn in from people I'd never even known, yeah. never even heard of. This guy Peter Anderson that says he had the marketing rights and Sir started Peter, Concrete right? Sir and, Peter, yeah, man, yeah. love him still to this yeah, day. Absolutely. And uh, Peter said, look, you need to call a meeting. And I'm like, why should I call a meeting? Yeah. I, he goes, because oh, everybody's my. following you. <laughs> I still remember those words. Yep. And I called a meeting, and that evening uh, in uh, Marathon at the Yacht Club, we formed the Florida Keys Environmental Coalition, and I was later appointed executive director and have served in that capacity since then. Well, thank you for keeping right. an eye on things for us. We appreciate that. I mean, when you get into that situation, you find out very quickly that Lots of people feel the way you do. They're just not, you know, either capable or they, you right. know, they're not right there on the edge to jump out and go, look at me. I know what I'm talking about. Here's what's going on. In your situation and, and for the people that you represent, uh, now you said a few minutes ago, we just want you to be honest with us. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to uh, know where OxyTech is concerned. And we will have OxyTech on full disclosure here at the bottom of the hour and they get the second half hour of this program. So, um, you know, how can they prove uh, that these mosquitoes are safe? Well, when we when we originally had that discussion, yeah. we asked them, said, look, you're going through the process with the FDA, FDA at the right. time. It's, since then, it's changed. It's now the EPA, and I'll explain a little bit of that when I get a second here. Sure. But the FDA had a process where you went through what's called, you know, uh, several different levels. Environmental assessment, which you pretty much depend on the applicant to write all the information, and you test and see whether you believe that, and you go forward. But the last thing I asked the FDA before I left a meeting with their, chief, with their science team was, what scares you the most about this process? And they said, oh, 
<laughs> it can become political. And what happens when the politics push it out, we'll have to get, issue a finding of no significant impact, and it'll go forward. Which, Eleven months later, the chief scientist, Luciana Borio, was grilled by the Energy and Commerce Committee, because you know how many mosquito experts we have on that committee, right? Yeah. And two weeks later, out came the finding of no significant impact. But we were successful in preventing that because we had enough local pressure that we ended up with referendums being run. And because the referendum in Key Haven lost so badly, they couldn't go forward. They had to reapply. Okay. In that interim, the EPA ended up taking over. And the EPA has different processes. We, sure. would, have, we would have asked for an impi- environmental impact statement at the FDA that was very profound, has objective thinkers come in, design you know criteria for testing and all this stuff. So we didn't get to go through that process, but that's what we told them we would believe in. If they passed that with a green light, then we would support the release, all right? They didn't get there. They wanted to avoid that at all cost. They just wanted to get through with the EA because that was the easy way. And, and we're like, you need to prove it safe. They can't release this mosquito in Europe because they can't prove it safe. The place where it's born, they can't release it. So they're over here knocking on our door trying to release it. So in Europe, you've got uh, no dice. They no dice. can't use that. And it really, European nations have kept probably a higher standard. They, they? they do. They have a higher standard, but we're considered the gold standard. And if they get this stamp of approval, they think they can go global around the world. It's a marketing issue. This is a for-profit company that's looking for the shortest path to market, to be able to release these sure. mosquitoes in mass market. I don't blame them because that's what you know, public shareholder-owned companies try and do. I no understand the motivation. Yep. My goal in the process is to make sure you prove it safe. Mm-hmm. That's my job here in the Keys is to protect what I love. Well, uh, ultimately, I think a lot of people are beginning to find out that green uh, can be spelled G-O-L-D. So, (laughs) Sometimes. Well, let me tell you about a couple of the other things that give us pause. Please. All right. Every time you see a report from OxyTech about their performance in the field, 90% suppression, just phenomenal results. Well... Now the word is out from the Cayman, from the chief scientist down there. You, wait a minute, you keep referring to the Cayman. The Cayman is an active trial right now okay. of this mosquito. So it's the closest so proximity. It's just the name of the trial and that's most going similar on. venue right. to our okay. islands, right. you know. So right. there's a lot of right. corollaries here that we can draw. So it's the Cayman Island the study. Cayman Island. Yes, the okay. Cayman Island study. Okay. So the chief scientist uh, wrote an email in February objecting to... Uh, Oxytech's assertion that they were getting 90% suppression. In fact, the next best number was 62% suppression. And he goes, our scientists object to that because we have not agreed on the analytic criteria on how that's evaluated. So they feel like it could be worse than that. And I can tell you the data I saw in some of the emails showed that in the dry season, it was only about 51% suppression. But in the uh, wet season, it was around 62 but I'd have to go back and review the source of where that data came from. Was that Oxytech? Was that here? Was that was it objective? You know, it, there's always these layers of the onion that you have to peel to make sure that you're confident you're accurate. All right, and we do that consistently. We can make a mistake, sure. You know, even Oxytech, if it was, oh, you made a mistake here, great. It's the consistency. It's the consistency that says that they release mosquitoes without going to the public first to have, you know, uh, some type of information process to share with them. Right. They did that in the Cayman. All right, that's a fact. 
they tried to do it here. They were going to. Thank God people got wind of it, and they felt, un, you know, the mosquito board felt un, uncertain about it, and so we had a meeting. And so now we have public conversation, which is great. But now we also have this issue with antibiotic resistance. So Dr. Norris went to the Cayman to study this issue. Okay. And when he got there, they have a great program for improving the performance of the antibiotics, and it's been going on over six years. So every antibiotic looks like a ski slope coming down, how well it's performing against bacteria, except for one, tetracycline. Imagine that. So we're trying to actually get location data now that we can show tetracycline's flat and everything else looks like a ski slope. Uh, we're trying to get location data. And, of course, you have HIPAA issues down there just like you do here. So we don't really want to know names and exact addresses. We want to know generalized location. Was it in this west, east end area where you released the first time, or is it in the West Bay where you're releasing now? If we can localize this, we can identify is there you know, a relationship between the events. And if there is, then that's another reason to have pause we don't want it, it, Harvard's got a great uh, video. If you go online and look at Harvard's video about antibiotic resistant bacteria, they have a table that's about 10 feet long, and they start uh, bacteria at one end and very low level antibiotics. Within 10 days, it goes through the most severe concentrations of antibiotics like it was nothing. That's how it gets promoted. This world has 700,000 people a year killed by antibiotic resistance. We all know people here that are maimed because they can't get knees replaced and things right. like that. Right. And that is, you know, even a greater number of people. Sure. 750,000 people a year are killed by mosquito, mosquito-borne vectors. 750,000 die oh from mosquito-borne vectors. All right? So it's a significant problem. Big but number. When you look at the projections for antibiotic resistance in 2050, it's 10 million people a year dying from it. Well, I mean, that's yeah, this is something we really have to look at on the horizon. This is long-term thinking, but it's smart long-term thinking. Right. Because you know. we have better alternatives right now, Mark. Right. We have Wolbachia. It's approved for release in 22 states by the EPA. It's been tested in eight venues. There's no controversy. Great public disclosure. You cannot find a risk associated with this. So it's, far, so good. Exactly. And and guess what? We've already done a trial here in the Keys of the 80s Aegypti. There's, and it worked. Th yes, it worked. And there's two different versions available right now, 80s Aegypti and 80s Albopictus, which is the right. cousin, the more aggressive cousin of the Aegypti. Right. The Aegypti is our number one vector concern here in the Keys. Right. And it's only about 1% of our mosquito. But you can get Albopictus that can backfill. And we have an Albopictus problem in the National Key Deer Refuge. You cannot use GM mosquitoes there, right. but you can use these. It's approved by the EPA are ready for the albopictus in endangered species. So I don't know how many ways to say, hey, there's green light over here and there's a real red one over <laughs> here, but that's pretty much what we're looking at. And look, we don't dislike uh, this whole concept of genetically modified no, mosquitoes. Go do this. We believe genetics in our medicine and other things throughout the years will improve and represent great, great achievements, regrowing pancreas, regrowing ears. As long as they're done safe. As long as it's safe, yeah. all right? Or as long as there's informed consent. That's the other issue. So females bite. If I release this huge number, of, now they're looking at upwards, and then these are the top numbers. You know, I know sure. they're going to release less than this. But they could release up to 1.6 billion mosquitoes in the Keys over 18 months in the trial that they've proposed here. All right? If 
think about 3% of that. That's a really, really big number. It's 45 million females, all right? It's a bunch. Now, even down at 0.1%, it's still 1. You know, it's yeah. 6 million yeah. females being released. They bite, all right? And the bite hasn't been clinically tested. When these mosquitoes are released into the wild, believe it or not, they told us they all die, right, within two days? Five, so much. five to 18% live as long as 43 days. It's in their charts, in their lab tests. It is there in writing. I didn't make it up, and that's without access to tetracycline. So what really is this lethal gene? If you can live that long for females to take two blood meals and lay two clutches of eggs, are they really shortened? Do they have a shortened longevity? Not really. I mean, this is insane. So answer the questions. Prove it's safe. Work with us. We'll help you develop what we think is reasonable criteria to meet. Work to that. But to sit here and say it's good enough to go to market and just keep forcing the issue, I object. I want to prove it's safe. I'm going to protect what I love. And I don't want you releasing them until you can do that. Barry Ray, thank you so much. Appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Thank man. you guys this for having me. Awesome. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, Harry, we will take another break, folks. You are listening to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys. Please like us on Facebook. We'll be right back. islands known for its crystal blue waters, famous for sports fishing, world-class diving, and its laid-back atmosphere. Nestled between the Everglades National Park and the National Marine Sanctuary, the Keys are home to a precious and rare ecosystem found nowhere else. Here you will also find world-class dining featuring fresh-from-the-dock seafood as well as other chef-prepared culinary favorites. has the feel of a quaint seaside village with a laid-back vibe, taking you worlds away from everyday cares. Stunning coastal-inspired homes line the shores of the islands offering spectacular sunset views. Whether you start your day taking in the sunrise on your oceanfront veranda or heading out on the water for an adventure, the Keys has something to offer everyone. American Caribbean Real Estate, your Christie's International Real Estate Brokerage, knows that our island lifestyle is just as important as the home, and we are prepared to match you to the right property to fit your lifestyle. As the local Christie's International Real Estate affiliate, we have the powerful backing of the network, including 1,300 offices worldwide, and the only real estate company owned by a premier auction house. This, added to our local market expertise, makes American Caribbean Real Estate the right agency to assist you in finding your piece of paradise in the Florida Keys. Hello, Radio A1A listeners. This is Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate. Let me ask you, are you tired of the same old real estate agents doing the same old stuff the same old way? I provide a level of service that most agents can't, don't, or won't. Contact me to find your piece of paradise here in the Florida Keys. 
or to assist you in finding a great agent nationwide. As part of the Christie's International Real Estate Network, I've got a team of agents that can take care of you no matter where you are. So no matter what your real estate needs are, with 22 years of service, contact me, Michael Marinelli, the real estate conk of American Caribbean Real Estate at 305-439-7730 or visit me at my award-winning Florida Keys Real Estate and Lifestyle blog at therealestateconk.com. I look forward to working with you soon. If you're a realtor or if you're buying a home or selling a home, maybe you're thinking about buying a piece of land to build on. One thing you need to consider in any real estate transaction is title. You want to be sure there are no surprises ahead. Getting clear title and title insurance is the one and only job of Sunshine Title of the Keys. Sunshine Title for escrow, closings, and title insurance done right. Call Ginny at Sunshine Title, 305-451-0032 today. Take two. Uh, Welcome back. See, you're, they, that's your moment, man. But yeah. you know, you only got one good yeah. wing right one now. So, Michael sound. had surgery. Yeah. The sound of one hand clapping. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, Michael had surgery last week, and little uh, Tommy John. Is that yeah, what yeah, yeah. Had some soldiers. Uh, uh, and you can see, I'm still taking the painkillers. Uh, <laughs> Slash John, <laughs> yeah, happy you know, as ever. There yeah, you go. I just had some uh, shoulder surgery that needed to be taken care of. We are talking about mosquitoes in the Florida Keys, which have been uh, an ongoing mm. uh, challenge to the residents of the Keys for pretty much since the Keys started speaking English. Yeah. And even before then, we just don't have recorded history. So, uh, and uh, we are fortunate now to have uh, uh, the director of the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District, Andrea Leal. Hello, nice to have you. Nice to pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much. And uh, Dr. Derek Nemo, I got that right? That's right. Okay, cool. Derek, thank you so much. Uh, Dr. Nemo is with OxyTech. And you guys are putting together a program for, um, we started off talking about sort of the MedFly back in California back in the early days, uh, about three decades ago. Had some issues, but it seems as though they've sort of worked all things out genetically. And, you know, the MedFly has performed pretty well. Uh, with the the genetic modifications that they did to it there in controlling the population. Uh, is what you guys are trying to do here a similar type of situation? Yeah, so, I mean, I'd like to c- compare it to the New World Please. Screwworm, yeah. really, which was used here in the Keys right. to eradicate it because they found it in the key deer. Um, very nasty little fly, lays yes, its it eggs, yeah. they, they mature in the skin and cause all sorts of issues. Gnarly. Uh, very yeah. gnarly. Yeah. And um, they managed to eradicate it from the whole of the southern United States all the way down through Mexico down to Panama. And there's still a big factory there releasing sterile screwworm. Right. And what they do is they irradiate the screwworm to make them sterile. They release the males. The males mate with the females. The, the, they produce no offspring. So uh, great technique. It's been used in over 50 different species of insect. Um, really works very well. But why hasn't it been used? 50 different species? Yeah, though, 50 really? different species. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's it's no been, idea. And it's been used since the 1950s. Okay. So, so it's, a, it's, it's, it's got a long history. So this is uh, the advancement of genetic splicing, essentially, yeah? Yeah, so why it hasn't been used in mosquitoes is that the irradiation dose needed to sterilize mosquitoes right. causes too many damaging effects. Okay. And so they're too ill, they're too sick, yeah. and you can't really um, um, use them in a control program. 
So that was Oxytech, basically. Sorry, they just got a horrible image of a disco in full of mosquitoes. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Well, sorry. But yeah, and, and so in the um, Oxytech was born out of these new technologies right. that could be used on insects that, you know, couldn't be used other techniques on. Right. And so um, we have put two genes into this mosquito. Uh, one of the genes is a marker gene. Um, this allows us to track and trace the mosquito in the field. Right. May I ask just a question because mm. we were talking about it, and for a layman, how do you put the genes mm. in these mosquitoes? I mean, yeah. how do you modify these mosquitoes? I guess that, that's my question. Everybody's talking about doing that, but in my head I'm going, okay, what's the process of doing that? It's, uh, it's a good question, and there's this, there's amazing little bits of DNA that actually can insert themselves into the genome interesting and you can put whatever you like sort of in between the bit of dna mm-hmm. and it just inserts itself into the genome and that's another reason we use the marker because it allows us to identify those uh, insects where that has inserted into the genome and then we can breed them and and, and do you feed them something how, how does that actually get into the mosquito itself yeah so the the, the dna um drives into the mosquito by a, a specialist protein basically okay. it's a protein that sort of grabs the dna and inserts it um we only use that in the beginning, once it once it's inserted, it's stable gotcha. in the genome. It doesn't move. It's just right, like any right. other gene in the genome. So that's how we put it in. And then um, the fluorescent marker right. allows us to identify it, but it also allows us to sort of track and trace in the field. And I'll I'll, I'll probably highlight that a lot more mm-hmm. in the, in the future in in a bit. Yeah, because that allows us to prove a lot of things that sort of disprove some of the uh, the. Uh, um, comments that were made in the last Mm. half hour so (laughs) i will uh, talk about that more sure and then we have what we call the friendly or self-limiting gene Mm -hmm. this is the gene that causes the the offspring to die now um what happens in a control program is we rear large numbers of this mosquito and this is where we use the tetracycline right and we use the tetracycline in uh, rearing trays for the larvae that's the only place we use tetracycline and we use very small quantities of tetracycline very small um the amount we use in the facility here is less than three percent of the tetracycline used in the keys just for therapeutic use yeah let alone any other uses of tetracycline like for the vets and, and the your, veterinary surgery so far your research has shown that you know, that's not uh an amount that is a threat to human beings in there if they're you know exposed to it well the, 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 no the exposure is um is less than what one person takes to treat acne Okay. Okay. So, you know, you take in a tablet of tetracycline, you take about one gram of tetracycline every day, two 500 milligram tablets. That's less than what we use in the facility. So even if you're exposed to it, it's the same as you taking a tablet for tetracycline. It's, it's no different. Gotcha. So the risk profile there, you can see, is, is, it's not uh, any risk. So we use it in the trays. Uh, that allows the uh, larvae to survive to pupae. Now, as pupae, you have male and female pupae. Right. Now, you can sex sort those male and female pupae by size. The males are actually smaller, and we have this size sorting grid system that we can use. Right. Now, um, uh, as was mentioned before, you know, what, what is the sex sorting efficiency? Well, early on, back in uh, 2009, 2010, we're getting about one in every 3,000 of our males was a female. We're now up to one in every 10,000. But the important thing it's to note is... pretty sparse. In right. Well, it is, but yeah. the important thing to note is, does it matter? Mm-hmm. Does it matter if those females are in there? Well, okay, all right, what's the first thing? Could they affect a control program? Right. You know, would, would they stop it from working? Well, no, because the females also carry the self-limiting gene, the friendly gene, right. and their offspring die. 
So they have no effect there. Okay. Will those females have an effect on humans? Now, this is important because it was brought up a lot in the in the previous sure, discussions. Sure, Well, and this is what people are yeah. generally concerned exactly, about, too. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I want to say uh, this is not just me saying this. This is research. This is federal agencies like the FDA, the EPA, and the CDC have all assessed this. So, And it's all publicly available. And if you need that information, we will happily supply it. Anyone sure. wants it. But basically we've analyzed the 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 products of those two genes because we know everything about those genes we know where they are in the mosquito mm -hmm. we know the gene uh, sequence we know what's expressed from them we know the proteins that are expressed right now we can analyze those proteins in great detail and we know that those proteins are non-allergenic they do not match up to any allergens that's been shown that, that affect human beings that affect human beings that's okay. been shown by the fda and uh, more recent searches it um, does not express in the saliva. So it's not present in the saliva. So it doesn't pass. Exactly, exactly. It doesn't pass onto humans by a bite. Um, the fluorescent protein is exactly the same. So if that female did escape and she bit you, it'd be just the same as being bitten by a wild-type female. No difference whatsoever. And that's, that's been proven. So pretty innocuous. In other words, you get a bump, it gets scratchy, and that's about it. Exactly. And, and you know, we, we put in steps, we put in quality control, and that quali quality control is analyzed. So um, during every single um, study that we've done, and we've done lots of them over mm -hmm. the past 10 years, because we've been releasing this mosquito, this friendly mosquito, for 10 years yeah. in Brazil, uh, Cayman Islands, um, uh, Panama. Right. Uh, we've done some releases in Malaysia. So we've been releasing What's this What's the success rate on these? Uh, the success rate has been very good in the pilot studies that we did. Right. Um, they've been 90%, uh, 80 to 90%. Now, this right. is where the confusion comes in because there are different metrics you can use to analyze the suppression from the adults to the larvae to the eggs. Yeah, they used to say that numbers don't lie. Yeah. And then well, exactly. people started lying with numbers. Who, who's so. looking at the numbers and how, <laughs> yeah, what yeah, numbers yeah. are you showing? Yeah, right. and you know, we like to say, ah, oh, you know, it's greater than 90% and that's the best result we got. Sure. But we've published all of those studies. So they're peer-reviewed. They've all been done with independent collaborators and they've all been um, um, through the, the assessment process. Okay. And they're available online for anyone to read, anyone to look at. And all of those studies unequivocally show this 80 to 90% suppression yeah. of the mosquito population. So the research that you use uh, is not being hidden. No. You know, it's there for no. anybody to consume and exactly. check out. Exactly. I okay. mean, if you go to the Florida Keys Mosquito Control website, there's a whole page on us. Um, we work with collaborators like the Florida Keys Mosquito Control. Okay. Uh, all of those are open. You know, the contracts we have, people can look at them. The the studies we've done, people can look at them. Right. Um, the... Uh, regulatory process which was kind of um, slightly attacked uh, previously well the fda has done an environmental assessment on this technology and there's always this call for oh you need to do an environmental impact study right okay well the whole point of an environmental assessment is to see whether there's anything there that needs an environmental impact study so if an environmental assessment is done, which was done by the FDA, which was 283 pages, a huge document, covered everything yeah. that I've just been talking about. Um, they looked at all that and said, no, there is nothing here in this risk assessment that says that we need to do an environmental impact statement at all. That's why they issued the finding of no significant impact. Okay. And they assessed everything from the tetracycline argument that you've just been hearing about through to the... Um, uh, 
the suppression rate, right. the allergens, the toxic toxicity, all of those things. And that's publicly available as well. Anybody can get hold of it, download it and read it. You know, and Andrea, I want to bring you into this conversation because, you know, uh, I'm one of those people who uh, is a skeptic when I look at uh, women, uh, should say women, people like Freudian slip. Stop, stop, stop. I, and, I'm thinking in terms of Jenny McCarthy and her anti, you know, uh, vaccination right. campaign mm-hmm. uh, because it causes, uh, you know, uh, what autism. autism. And it's like, really? You know, I mean, it, to me, that's just like come on. Yeah. complete nonsense. You know, I, yeah, I'm I'm immune suppressed because I'm a transplant recipient. You know, uh, I don't want anything in, in my mosquitoes that, you know, uh, that, that shouldn't be there, you know, besides a standard mosquito. Uh, Mother Nature's put all kinds of stuff in the mosquitoes anyways that, you know, I, 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 I don't go swimming in the ocean anymore. I don't even swim in people's pools anymore. Because, you know, there's a risk of, uh, you know, me being, uh, you know, stuck with something that can stick around forever and kill me. I'm a little nervous about things like that. You know, go figure. And, you know, I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, uh, with regards to when we control the mosquito population, which is a good thing. And to me, uh, you know, the mosquito population has been really well controlled because I spend all kinds of time. You know, uh, taking strolls at dusk and stuff like that. I don't get bit by mosquitoes anymore. So you done a hell of a job. <laughs> Thank you. You know, um, what's the food chain like though? Because there are other creatures who feed on mosquitoes. That's always correct? been. We take them out of the equation. What are they going to eat? That's well, always been my concern. And we have to think about what mosquitoes we have here. Yeah. And the mosquito that we're looking at controlling with the Oxitec, uh genetically modified mosquito is only one species out of right. the. 48 that we have here in the county our major mosquito here is the salt marsh mosquito right that's the one that we see uh, and that's the one that you'll see the helicopter flying and we'll send the airplanes to control mm-hmm. um, and you know we're not going to always con- we're not going to control 100 percent of that population you can't so the biomass is still there right. in those natural environments whereas Aedes aegypti is a is what we call a domestic mosquito right it's the one that you find in buckets around your house and your fountains you know places that you know aren't aren't supporting an ecosystem right well and if you had a little common sense and dumped that bucket you wouldn't have that mosquito in your backyard that correct? is true and it's been very difficult to get uh, <sighs> sure. the general population to Pay assist attention. with that yeah. yes okay. speaking of which let me ask you a question when we're talking about those standing bodies of water and what have you what is the i guess let me call it what's the mosquitoes neighborhood are they uh, uh an animal that that goes far from where they're born or do they pretty much stay in a local area? Yeah, so again, it depends on the mosquito. Okay, Um, so different species have mm -hmm. different traits? Yep, the Aedes aegypti, the domestic mosquito, you aren't going to see move very far. Okay. You know, 100 to 300 meters in its lifetime. that's nothing. Whereas the salt marsh mosquito, they've seen it fly up to 30 miles. Wow. So pretty good range. Yeah, and when you Mm -hmm. get that west wind... Of course, everyone up here in Key Largo knows. Mm-hmm. Here come the mosquitoes from the Everglades right down in here. Right. So uh, it really depends on the type of mosquito. Interesting. Hmm. Wow. But yeah. I want to just say, too, you Please. know, we're really interested in all of these control technologies. Right. So we did try a trial with Wabakia last year, a very small trial, and right. we're interested in continuing that. Um, but you have to remember, about, what, eight, ten, eight years ago, we had dengue in Key mm-hmm. West. Right. 
and they had Zika in Miami right. two years ago. Right. Um, we saw a recent article uh, from the CDC that is warning people of yellow fever. They're having a yellow fever outbreak in Brazil, which it's been decades since they've seen this. Long so time. These diseases are, are very real and uh, are, are a threat to us here in South Florida, and we want to do everything we can and mosquito control to make sure that we're proactive. We cool. don't want to be reactive. Excellent. And thank you, Andrea. You know what, folks, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're about 12 minutes in front of the hour. You're listening to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys Live, Radio A1A. Please like us on Facebook, and we will be right back. You know us. We're Keys Insurance. We've been covering you in the Keys for 40 years. When times got tough, Keys Insurance stuck around. Keys Insurance will always be here for you. Keys Insurance is committed to keep their promise to cover the Florida Keys. Log on to keysinsurance.com or call 305-453-1445 to speak with a Keys Insurance agent. Radio A1A joins Heritage Distilling Company, Evolution Inc., Eastside Big Toms, and Exit 104 Records to bring you Laidback Attack Sweet 16, coming July 12th to 15th to Olympia, Washington. It's the last call for Laidback Attack and the last chance to experience an all-star trap rock lineup on the shores of Puget Sound and in the shadow of Mount Rainier. Jimmy and the Parrots, the Young Rebel Goombas, Donnie Brewer and the Doc Rockers, the Detentions, John Frenzy, Tom Shepard and Coley McCabe, Sonny Jim, Mark Mulligan, Kelly McGuire, Brittany Kingry, and more. The top performers in the genre head northwest for the final edition of the Puget Sound Parrot Heads four-time TRMA Event of the Year nominee. For information on how to register and reserve your hotel room while supplies last, visit laidbackattack.com. First-time homebuyers, you say, ah, hey, there are more of you than you know. And the bottom line is this, folks. If you haven't purchased a home in the last three years, then you can re-qualify as a first-time homebuyer, uh, a la Center State Bank here in the Florida Keys. Now, there's a bunch of reasons to do this. Number one, easier to qualify. Number two, great rates, low down payment, and money to help you at closing. The list goes on. It's incredible. Contact Lisa Feliciano at Center State Bank, 305-852-0516, or log on to centerstatebank.com. Hi, this is Tammy Camp with Trop Rockin' Magazine. We want to thank Radio A1A for sponsoring the Singer-Songwriter Award in our new People's Choice Awards program. The Singer-Songwriter Award honors the best trop rock artist for their superior artistry and songwriting abilities nomination ballots will go out mid-summer if you'd like to nominate a trop rock artist for the singer songwriter award or for any of the other people's choice award categories subscribe for free to trop rock and magazine and support your favorite artists djs and friends so who's gonna win hey radio well that's up to you get all the details at troprockin.com Hey, Radio A1A listeners, this is Michael Marinelli, the real estate conk, wishing you tropical vibes. Rocking our way back into the final uh, installment of the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys for a Monday afternoon. We uh, really appreciate you coming along and listening to us today. I think we've got some uh, 
discourse, great discourse going on here uh, about how to kill mosquitoes or at least wrangle them properly. Um, and two, and a couple of times now we've mentioned the Wolbachia study. Uh, and it has performed well so far, correct? Well, I mean, we've, in the, in the Keys, yeah. we had a very small trial last okay. year. And it was really just logistics. Okay. So ultimately, we didn't even... We weren't expecting to get any efficacy data. Right. Uh, we did about a 10 to 12 acre area um, over about three months. And we found, you know, the mosquitoes when they were shipped in were alive. We found them, uh, you know, how far they traveled, right. all of that. Um, so we really didn't get good efficacy data with that. Not as um, far as you wanted to go with it. No, no. Got and it. we didn't really expect to. Like I said, it was a very small trial. Um, there were a couple of trials that have been ongoing in California that we've been watching. Okay. And they're showing anywhere from 60 to 70 percent efficacy Which in their adult traps. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this year they're doing a study of about 150 acres in the Miami-Dade area. Oh. So we're watching that as well. You cool. know, about 15 times the size of the year that we did right. last mm -hmm. year and and we're excited to see the data um, as I was saying before you know all of these techniques they we're we're interested right we, we want to know what's going to work for us and honestly we're not going to know what works for us until we try them cool dr. Nemo uh, you mentioned uh, earlier you have tried uh, the um, technology that you're using now uh, and want to use down here in uh, a number of other areas, uh, your efficacy there has been as good, 60-70%? Yeah, so um, in the pilot studies we've done, we've right. got um, uh, between 80 and 90% suppression, <laughs> well, um, which bad, has yeah. been superb. Yeah. Um, and in fact, in Brazil, we've actually gone past the uh, regulators. They've been proven safe and effective right. in Brazil. And we've moved on now to sort of commercialization of it. Huh. So down in a, a city called Piracicaba, we've been doing releases for a couple of years now. We've got some fantastic results of greater than 80% there, reduction of the mosquito population. That's on a, a large scale, 5,000, 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. So we're expanding a lot down there. So we've, we've, we've got these results from many years yeah. of research and many years of releases to back up these statements uh, that we're saying. And not only that, we've got the regulatory authorities who are the people who say, okay, give us the evidence. We want to see the evidence before we give you permission to release mm -hmm. you know, whatever. When you say whatever. regulatory authorities, you're talking about the federal government. I am. Yes, yeah, sorry. I'll talk EPA. about the federal okay. government. So, so we've been through the FDA uh, and we got uh, approval with the finding no significant right. impact. Um, we had that referendum. And the people of Key Haven um, voted no. We respected that. And so we now uh, looked at that referendum as well for the whole of Monroe. And the whole of Monroe was a resounding yes. Uh, 31 of the 33 precincts voted in favor. Uh, fantastic result in terms of the whole of Monroe. Right. So we said, okay, well, um, we know that one particular place doesn't want it. So we know that a lot of the other keys does. So we went back to the regulatory authorities. We are now with the Environmental Protection Agency the EPA right. and in fact we're currently in a, a comment period um, this is a period where the public can actually comment yeah. they can submit their own comments cool. and um, uh, if you want information there's information on the Florida Keys Mosquito Control Digital website and there's links there to be able to go and see the information mm -hmm. and then comment as well so um, uh, uh, that process is what happened with the FDA there was also a public comment period 
So we're now going through that now. If Once we get through that, we're hoping the EPA says yes. If they say yes, then obviously we're working forwards with the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District and the uh, Monroe County to go ahead with releases. Cool. Yeah. So How do you, go ahead. I was just going to say, so us as a district, you know, with the EPA overseeing this, they're going through and, and we feel they're properly vetting all of these questions. Right. There was This is the second 30-day comment period. So there's been a, a large chance for people to make these comments and, and for the EPA to look through them and ask the questions to Oxitec that they need, that they feel are still need to be answered. Right. So, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, should the EPA give approval to move forward, we as a district, um, you know, would feel comfortable in moving forward with the trial. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't want to take anything away from the folks with the uh, Florida Keys Environmental uh, Protection no. or con- yep. Coalition. Coalition. I mean, right. I, you know, I, I respect their passion, uh, you know, for what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, I believe your passion and uh, concerns are equal. So, I mean... I'm very grateful that you guys could come on the program. Well, we encourage people to to comment. We encourage people right. to put in comments, to ask questions. We, yeah. We've always done that. Right. And it's not up to us to say that whether that's correct or not. It's up to the uh, regulatory, the federal authorities. Right. So that's where we are at the moment. And, you know, hopefully we'll we'll get through that and get to the approval soon. Awesome. Andrea, is there a website, uh, Florida Keys Mosquito Control District? keysmosquito.org okay mm-hmm. and uh, can people voice their concerns there as well oh it has a link to the comment period okay. for the epa um as they can also email us at questions at keysmosquito.org if they have any questions um that we can then forward on to oxitec if it's about the technology itself um or we can answer any concerns that they may have as well all right dr nemo there are a website there at oxitec that they can check into it is yeah oxitec.com o-x-i-t-e-c com and there's lots of information there and there's also links to you know if you're scientific there's links to all the papers and the publications there's links to the environmental assessment <laughs> I like that if you're scientific yeah well <laughs> if you if you want to get you know if you want to get yourself to sleep at night <laughs> right. the environmental assessment, it's, it's great yeah. and then a uh, shameless plug of course now sure. the rains have started yes. oh, oh, yeah, man. people out there could walk around their yards and yes. dump containers that would be extremely helpful and you can always get a hold of us and put in a service request should you find uh, mosquitoes are getting unbearable on your property but uh, please we love to hear from people that's awesome Dr. Uh, Nemo Derek Nemo from OxyTech thank you so much sir thank you for joining us uh, Andrea thank you for uh, coming on board the director of the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District appreciate being here thank you absolutely well guys I appreciate now this is I I, like I said I told Michael at the beginning of this we want to avoid a, a chair throwing uh, you know, is it Jerry Springer? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who's the other idiot? Geraldo Rivera. There you go. <laughs> I don't need a broken that nose. That was the other idiot I was thinking about. Yeah, so well, go along oh. with the shoulder injury. Yeah, probably yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know. See, he just jealous because he knows he can't get that shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Across the room. Well, so. I am the skin. Oh, anyway. well, yeah. Nice. Great. Well, that's what we British say. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Keep your pecker. And by the way, the way you say mosquito is just freaking awesome. I love that. Mosquito. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, and uh, that will wrap it up for us, man. Uh, you know, we've had a great show today. This has been really fun. We enjoy yeah. this. I know we have kind of come down a little different road over the last yeah. three, four weeks, yeah. you know, uh, digging into more of the lifestyle in the Keys and uh, yeah. things that are going on. So uh, we'll try and get back to maybe some fishing next week. Yeah, and, maybe maybe so. You know, but that's what the, it's a part of living down here. Talking real estate, real real estate. Really? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Well, Michael and I, I, d- I did an open house on Sunday. Yeah. 
and uh, and we <laughs> actually got an offer. Yes, we did. So, so you know. people are, pardon the pun, biting down here. Ah. <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap it up on that one. That was a, you talk about bad pun. But uh, yes, yes, they uh, they are. I'm done speaking for the hour. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, folks, so much for listening in. We will see you next week. I'm Mark Mills. I'm Michael Marinelli, wishing you tropical vibes. Have a great week. On a shelf, head on off for somewhere else where the weather's always warm. 